Hey, thanks for joining us at Praise Chapel. We hope you enjoy this message from our midweek service with Pastor Rudy Lugo. Also, we'd love to hear what God has done in your life. To share your story, email us at info at pcparamount.org. Again, we hope you enjoy this message. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can you hear me tonight? Oh, now I can hear myself. Praise God. Well, welcome again to Praise Chapel Paramount. I always, I always feel excited to be home and be able to, be able to minister to, to my brothers and sisters. Man, I just counted a, a privilege. And especially when we come in at night and on a midweek service and we have this anointed worship team just come in. and Man, we just get lost in it. I thought when Pastor Omar came up here, we were going to keep worshiping all night. But, but the Lord had other plans right now. But praise God. Uh, before I start, I want to give a shout out to my wife. I thought she was going to be in here, but she's not in here. But we celebrated eight years of marriage yesterday. And it's amazing. Thank God that she, she's, she stuck it out with me in all my, all my ways, my shortcomings. But it's a blessing. And I remember real quickly, the first time I came and I saw her was on a midweek service. I came in and I was all jacked up and I was just seeking God. And I remember uh, she was up in front. It was this way, faced this way. And she was just worshiping. And like her eyes were closed and she was worshiping God. And I'm like, man, Lord, I go, bring me a woman like that, that she just loves you so much. And I, and I know who I am and I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to let her down probably. But I, when I do that, I know her strength will come from you. And, and the, at that moment, the Lord told me, well, that's going to be your wife. And at that moment, I thought, well, maybe that's my hormones because <laughs> I'm all jacked up. I'm all jacked up right now. The Lord's already telling me that's going to be my wife. I'm coming for the wrong reason. I'm coming to get help, not a wife. <laughs> but, I'll, but I'll tell you that, man, uh, the, the Lord knows what he was doing. And I, and I wish I could say that night I went up to her and she said, yeah, I love you. You're, you're for me. And. But the reality is I didn't talk to her for several months. Um, I, I didn't get to know her name for a while. And uh, eventually when we finally started talking and I'm wondering what's going on and maybe this is my wife. I feel like I'm stalking her. Um, but uh, 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 the only time I would see her, we would talk is during fellowship, during Bible study, during church service. And I, and I couldn't wait for the next fellowship. You know, when, where is it at? Is Nellie coming? You know, that, that was my thing. <laughs> Uh, you know, I want to know, you know where, where is she at? Where's my future wife at? You know, and, uh, you know, thank, thank God, you know, for his timing and his ways, because we didn't talk for a while. And when we did and, we, and when we finally knew we were you know, for each other, you know, it was 11 months, 11 months later when we got married. But I'll tell you this. I cherish those times in the beginning because, you know what, it, it was slow and I was impatient sometimes because I wanted, you know, I wanted to get to know her right away. But in the first few months, she was like, who's this guy? You know, she doesn't even know me. Um, and I, I, I didn't know what God was doing, but all that time and, and, and that seeking and learning, you know what? I, God was molding me for the man for his daughter. Amen. It was those small steps and small beginnings that I know the Lord took me through to get to where he wanted me for his daughter. So I'm going I'm to talk about that tonight, but let, let's just pray first. Father, I thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come to be in your presence, Lord. Father, there's no, no, no other place I'd rather be but to spend time with you. Jesus, tonight I pray every heart is open to receive what you have for them, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you remove every distraction from our thoughts and that you would minister to every person in her. In Jesus' name, amen. There's my wife. I was just talking about you. All right. All right. <laughs> but, I, but I talked about that. So the small beginnings, right, the small steps that the Lord took me through in order to get to where he wanted me to be for my wife at that time. 
And so tonight I titled this message, Do Not Despise These Small Beginnings in Zechariah 4.10. It's so important, that, and that scripture is so dear to me for many reasons, and I'll get into that. But I'm going to talk about that, those small beginnings tonight. And, and I'm going to challenge some people tonight. I mean, you're my brothers and sisters here. If you're, if you're new here, uh, uh, it, it's for you too. It's for the person that's been here just a couple days or a week or, or somebody that's been here 20 years. It, 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 the Lord put this on my heart about a week and a half ago when Pastor Omar asked me to minister. I was like, I already know what I'm going to say. Lord, just fill me up and, 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 and allow me to use, to use me and what you want to speak to your people tonight. But I talk about the small beginnings because a lot of times we can give it, be impatient, right? Anybody impatient in here? No, no. She, <laughs> Thank God I was going to think we were extra holy tonight. Nobody's impatient. Because, you know, I, I believe that there's something to be said about that impatience and in the Lord's timing. They go hand in hand. But uh, you know what? I just believe tonight that you're here tonight. It doesn't matter how you've come in. It doesn't matter that you come in with small faith or small expectations, small desire, just small revelation that you receive from the Lord, or even believing in a small outcome. All that changes when you're in the presence of the Lord. When you come into a place like this to the Lord's house, and you have an anointed worshiping, just bringing heaven down, and you come in seeking God and worshiping God, he'll speak to you. I didn't expect him to speak to me right away when I was watching my wife, my future wife, and he's like, that's going to be your wife. Because you, I know why you came here. You came seeking me tonight. Seek God tonight. He knows what you're here for. He knows what you need. And just be expecting of what he's going to do for you. But those small beginnings, every story, has a, it has a beginning, it has a middle, and it has an end. There's a start to every journey. But sometimes when we get impatient, we want to skip from the beginning to the end. Right away, we come in, and, and, and here's what happens. We, we get excited. We're in the presence of God. We feel different. But we really want the reward. We, we want to we uh, get to the end where we feel good and all of a sudden everything's better. And we, we don't want to go through the process. But there's going to be a process for each and every one of you. And we have to be patient and wait on the Lord through his timings. Do not despise the small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Amen? That's going to be the theme of tonight, and I'm going to keep talking about that. But you imagine a book. When you open a book, a good book for the first time, and, and you've heard it's good or you've, you've read it before, right away you want to go to the end. Some people read the last page. Sometimes when we're watching a movie, my wife wants to Google it and look at what happens. And I go, don't do that. I want to get there. I want to see what happens throughout the movie. And she's like, I want to know what happens. I can't wait. But sometimes we do that when we read books too, right? It's a good book. And you're like, oh, my gosh, something bad's going to happen, I know, or something good's going to happen. I'm going to take a peek. But when you do that, you kind of ruin the story for yourself. You do that. And, and so a lot of times when, when we come to the Lord and we're in his presence and, and, and we want to do things, we want to rush to get to where we want to be and where we think God wants us to be, but we don't want to go through the process. So I want to talk about that tonight. Amen. I, I know like uh, when, when I think about it and, and, and how good God is, you think about every testimony of God's work has a beginning. Every one of you that, that is here tonight came here for a reason, and it may be the beginning or you might be in the middle of your process. But there's a process going on. You know, every miracle has a beginning. You know, think about it. You know, would it be a miracle if there was no need? You know, I I like praise reports and testimonies because I get excited because there's so much power in that. They help other people. When when you hear somebody else's testimony, what they came through, oh, I went through something similar. And you get strength from that. You think, wow, God did it for you. He can do it for me. And and it it gives you a, 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 it, it inspires you. It encourages you. You know, it's different when you, if, if you were to say to me, yeah, I paid my rent last month. And I'd be like, oh, good. You know, praise God for that, right? But it'd be different if you told me, you know what, I, I lost everything. I lost my job. I lost my savings. 
I lost my retirement. I was about to get evicted from my apartment or my house. I had nothing left. And all of a sudden, the Lord came through. He, he blessed me with a job. I got promoted right away. I got a raise. All these things, I was paying my rent. Now I'm, I'm, I'm able to buy a house now. I'm like, wow, I want to hear more of that. What happened? How, how did that happen? But it's a different story when you have a testimony versus somebody just saying, oh, yeah, I, I paid my rent. It's so different. So it's important that as you go through the process, you learn these things. Other people are watching you as well. See, I think at times when we get impatient because we, we believe that God has something for us. We ha he has something for us, but we want it now. We don't want to go through the process. Lord, bless me now. You've seen my struggle. I'm here and I'm praising God. Bless me. I want to be blessed, right? We say that, but I believe this, that the Lord at times will hold back that blessing because we're not ready to receive it. You're, you're walking in and, and, and you're saying, okay, I'm cleaned up. I've been saved. I've been washed by the blood of the lamb. Okay, God, what do you have for me? But there's a process involved in there, right? Now, what, what if that happened and you walked in, God just dumped his blessing on you. You wouldn't be able to control it. You probably wouldn't stay saved very long. You say, oh, I got what I needed. I'm gone, right? It happens. It happens. And, 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 and you see that at times when, when, when somebody comes to church and they get saved, and they're, and they're riding high, and, and I'm not saying that's you, okay? Or maybe if you feel it, well, all right. You may be riding high to, you know, tonight. You may be feeling good. God is good. I, I've been coming. I've been serving. But I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll tell you what happens. After a while, you start to lose that feeling. Of, uh, you're, you're on top. And life happens. Things happen. Things, things start to happen, and we don't feel like, oh, my gosh, is, is God really answering me? Is God really is he re working in my life? Now the process begins, and, those, and the ones that come in and, and, and are not really sure, they're not really strong enough, they end up leaving because they don't feel that strong passion anymore. And it's because they haven't been through a process to understand. They think the kingdom living is too hard. It, it, it's really not. We go through things, but we have a good God that can take us through every situation. Amen. See, a lot of times when, when God's not answering us and we start to get a little impatient, we start saying things like, God, is God really going to answer me? You know, I've been coming to church on Sundays. Now I even come on Wednesdays. I'm going to Bible study now. You know, I'm serving God. I'm ushering. All these things start coming through our minds. You know, I'm praising God on the mountaintop. I'm excited for him. You know, when's he going to move? Maybe if I get louder, maybe if I pray more. You start, think, you start thinking of all these things. Is God really listening to me? But the answer is still no sometimes, or, or he's not answering you. Come on, is, is anybody like that, or is it just me sometimes? It, 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 it's reality. It happens. And, and, and I wanted to share this tonight because I know I've dealt with stuff like this, and I'm sure some of you have. See, a lot of times we come in and we want God's immediate blessings, especially, especially, especially when we start to give our tithes and offerings. Okay, God, I want my return on investment. I've been giving, you know, I'm waiting to receive now. I saw that brother get blessed. Okay, where's mine? I, I'm probably giving more than him. But I believe God holds his best back because we're not ready to receive it. You know, we can't handle it sometimes. And he knows that. He knows what's best for us. See, God has so much blessing for you that you won't be able to contain it. I want to tell you that. When you come to the Lord and you come seeking him, he has so much blessing for you, you won't be able to hold what he has, to, he has for you. So he wants to make sure you're ready to receive it so you don't give it away or lose it. I, it reminds me, of when I, as, I, as I was writing this, it reminds me of Peter when he came back from a day of fishing. And he comes back, and his boat's empty, and Jesus says, how, you know, how was it? He's like, oh, we don't catch, we didn't catch anything. Let's go back out and drop your nets. He's like, no, I, I'm a fisherman. I'm a professional. I know where the fish are, and they weren't biting tonight. 
Jesus, go back out. Put your nets down again, right? Luke, five, Luke, Luke chapter 5, verse 6 says this. They were tired from fishing all night, but Jesus said to lower nets again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. See, what happens is God tells you to do something. Jesus says, do this, and you do it, and you're not ready. You're not prepared to handle the blessing. That little boat right, that net right there wasn't strong enough to hold the blessing that God had for him. And then it, it was starting to sink. They brought people from, others, from the other boat, and those two boats were starting to sink. The boat was sinking. You see, all that happens a lot of times in our, in our lives when we're asking God to bless us, and, and we haven't been doing the things for God, or, or we're not ready to receive what God has for us. And if he gives it to you, become overwhelmed. Right? Anybody been there? I'll tell you, we heard stories over and over of lottery winners. What happens? They go broke, right? The statistics say that about 50% of people that win the lottery in three to five years, they go broke or bankrupt. You know why that happens? Because they get this money instantaneously. They, they get it fast. They didn't work for it. They, they don't know how to achieve it. They don't know how to sustain it, so they lose it. When you think of all the rich entrepreneurs like Steve, Jeff Bezos right here, they, they, they go through a process to get there, to accumulate that wealth, and they know how to spend it and manage it and do all these things with it. And a lot of times they maintain it. See, for us as believers, we need to think the same way. When we come to the kingdom, right away we want God to bless us. Okay, God, I'm coming to church now. Bless me. But you don't want to go through the process. You don't want to spend time with the Lord and say, Lord, I want to know who you are. I want to learn who you are because I want to know uh, uh, how, to, how to live and how to expect things. How to pray for things. You know, I have a desire for things. And Lord, I want to bless you with the desires of your heart. But come seek me first. Come spend time with me in prayer. Get to know me and let me get to know you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. See, and I, I say this tonight that there's a process in every, in every beginning. We want to be here, but we're still here. We want, the Lord wants us here, but we stay stuck here. And, I, and you, know, you know how that, that's obvious sometimes? And I'll tell you this. When... When we get saved and we're working in the ministry, you know, and we're not working in the ministry yet, we want God, God to use us. God, use me. God, use me. And then he gives you ministry, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's just too much work. God, take me out of ministry. I have too many ministries going on. Or you say, God, bless me with a new car. And all of a sudden, you're like, God, you blessed me with a car, but now everybody wants a ride. <laughs> Maybe it's too expensive. Or you say, God, bless me with a husband, and all of a sudden, you're like, God, what'd you do? Oh, don't, don't go there. <laughs> But it happens, right? God bless me, God bless me, and all of a sudden he does, and you're like, oh, I didn't want that much blessing. Or maybe that's not the blessing that I wanted. But God knows what you need. See, sometimes we're just not happy because we're not happy where, with where, where we're at in life or where we started. You know, we become impatient with the Lord. And I think about this because a lot of times as Christians, as believers, as you're in here, you start living this, walking this walk, and you're a child of the king, and he's, done, he's blessed you already. And so you've been serving the God maybe a year, two years, three years. And all of a sudden, when problems come or, or trials come, you try, to, you try to do it yourself now. Oh, you know, I, I, I know God can bless me. I know, God, I know prayer works, but now i got to do it myself. A trial comes. Let me do it myself. But the Lord reminds us in Zechariah 4, 6. He says, not by might nor by power, but by, but by, by spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And I believe tonight that he wants to remind us, remind us of that. See, some of you are, are here that you're new. You've been here for a little while. Praise God for that. Others have been here years, and it's a great reminder to hear that. Because life's not going to be perfect, and God doesn't expect you to be. Amen? 
We want to live for the Lord, and we want to do the best we can, but we have to realize it's not by your might or power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen? It, it's so true. When you, go through a, when you go through life with the Lord, you have to remember that. You, you, can, you have to go through the process, and you can't skip parts of that process. You know, the world knows that as well. When you talk about process of things and beginning of things, you know, if you were to go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist, they tell you there's a process for everything, especially when you go through things. You can't go uh, from point A to Z without going through all the other letters. You can't do that. You know why? When people try to do that and they try to skip from A to Z, all those things in between that you don't go through, you repeat. You go through them again because you haven't learned. You haven't learned what happens when, when you skip from A to Z. You, there's all the things that you have to learn through that process to get there. And, and, and a lot of times in, in, in the kingdom, you know, we, we come to the Lord and, and we're, we're living for God and, and we're excited. You know, God's moved in our lives. And, and then all of a sudden there's trials that hit. And we want, Lord, the, Lord, just get me out of this trial. Get me out of this trial. And, and, and when the Lord does, all, all of a sudden you're back in that trial again. What happens is when you go through that process from A to Z, in the, in the trial, you, you want to go for the blessing right away. You want to come out of it, but you didn't learn anything in that. You didn't learn anything in the process. And we see that time after time again. And we say, you, have, you know what? Let's pray and believe God. Let's read his word together. Let's study together. Let's learn God together. That's discipleship, right? Yeah. If you want to live for God without discipleship, it makes it very tough. That's why at Praise Chapel, we believe in discipleship. We're here for you, our brothers and sisters. We, we want to go through it together. When you're, when you're mourning, we want to be there for you. When you're on the mountaintop, we want to praise God with you. That's what we do. See, when you, when you come to a place like this and, and, you, and you, hear, you hear somebody speaking about the Lord, you hear the word, and, and, and you're going through something. And when you leave and you, and you don't talk and you don't connect, you don't fellowship, you're missing a part of the process. You're missing a part of the process for the discipleship, somebody to speak into your life. God will use somebody to speak into your life. Amen? This is especially true when something traumatic happens in your life. When something bad happens, a sickness or even a death. You know, we know we're hurt. You know, we're in mourning. And, and, and the psychologists and the psychiatrists say that there's a process of grief you have to go through. But a lot of times people want to go from the grief and get past. And they want to be in, in a place of peace. And they, and they don't want to go through all that. So they, they need to, to go through the process to heal, to heal inside. And when you don't do that, you relive it over and over. You can't skip from the beginning to the end. you gotta, you got to go to the beginning to the end of the process. And as you go through it, you grow through it, right? We go through, we go through it. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our hope. And I'll tell you that because through that process, you need the Lord. You can't do it on your own. It's not by might or by power, right? It's by the Holy Spirit. Psalms 34, 18 says, The Lord is near those who have a broken heart. Remember that when you go into the process, how am I going to do this? I don't feel good. I don't feel like seeking God right now. That's the time you spend time with him. That's the time you spend time with him. It's those small things. It's the small beginnings. And anything that you go through, the small things, don't despise those small beginnings because the Lord rejoices to see that work begin. And I'm going to go deep, a little bit deeper into that, but I, I really want you to know it's all, it's all in the process. The Christianity, when you first come in, you start to believe. I, I love what we do here at Paramount, where in Praise Chapel, where a, some churches don't do. When, when you come into Praise Chapel, we want you to feel like you belong here. This is your home right here. This is where the Lord has you. And then as you start to hear the word and you start to read and you start to be discipled, you start to believe. You start to believe. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit starts bringing you know, a, a word of knowledge to you and, 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 and bringing correction or conviction. You start feeling that. You start learning. And all of a sudden, you want to start to behave, and you want to start to live for God. 
That's the process you go through with us when you're here with you. We want to go through it with you, amen? To not despise these small beginnings. Because without the process, you know, we start to question God and, you know, he hasn't answered us. And, and, and I see him blessing others, but when's my blessing coming? So you, so you, come, to, you come to the Lord, you're new. This person's been here 10 years, and all of a sudden you see all these blessings. Like, when am I going to get that? You start focusing on that. And sometimes we get so frustrated with God because, you know, God, I would do it this way if I was, if I was you, right? We want to play God, so to speak. Like Pastor Omar said, you, you wouldn't play God very well. I wouldn't play God very well. But what I, what I think of, it reminds me of when Jeremiah was questioning God, and I got to read this because, man, it sounds like us when we're frustrated. But in Jeremiah chapter 12, if they can put that on the, on the, on the screen there, I'm going to read verses 1 through 6, 1 through 4, actually. Or 1 through 5, okay. Chapter 12, verse 1, it says, this is Jeremiah speaking to the Lord. He's a little frustrated, okay? He says, righteous are you, O Lord, when I plead with you. Yet let me talk with you about your judgments. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? And why are those happy who deal with treachery? Or treacherously. Treacherously. So he's, he's, he's thinking these guys, you know, they're, they're not living right for God, right? But he sees, you know what? He goes, why are they happy? Why do they seem blessed? And why, why, and you, let me read on. Let me read on. In verse 2, he says, have you, have you, you have planted them, yes. You have not take, they have taken root. They grow, yes, they bear fruit. You are near in their mouth, but far from their mind. So now he's talking about some Christians, right? He's talking about some guys that are praising God. And they're saying, hallelujah, God is good. But outside the church, they're living their own way. So he's calling people out, right? He's like, look at them. Look what they're doing. They say, praise God, but on the outside, they're living a totally different way. He's doing a little complaining. Verse 3, it says, but you, O Lord, know me. You have seen me, and you have tested my heart toward you. See that? God, you know me. Come on. I, I live for you. I live right for you. I try. I come to church. I go to Bible study. I pray with people. Come on. What's going on? And now he gets gangster. <laughs> he says, pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter. Come on, God. How could you let them live that way and get away with it? Anybody say that? No, don't. Don't say that. But can you imagine what he's, what he's, he's having this conversation with God? Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter. Come on, prepare it. Prepare the day. How long will the land mourn and the herbs of every field wither? The beasts and the birds are consumed for the wickedness of those who dwell there because they said he will not see our final end. The Lord lets them kind of rant and ask these questions. And all of a sudden, he comes back with this. The Lord responds to him. He says, if you have run with the footmen and they have worried you, then how can you contend with horses? And if in the land of peace in which you trusted, they're worried you, then how will you do in the plains, the, the floodplain of the Jordan? See, there's a process going on. So the Lord's questioning him. He's throwing it back on him now. So you can't skip the steps in the process. Sometimes God, he doesn't reveal the steps, but you have to allow him to take you through the process. Another version of Jeremiah 12, 5, it says, If racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? If you stumble and fall on open ground, what will you do in the thickets near the Jordan? See, the Lord says, Are you finished yet? Come on. Yes, you're right. I do know you. I do know your heart. We've been doing this together. Are you finished yet? Because you're focusing on the petty stuff. You're focused on the worldly stuff. You're not focusing on what I have for you. I want you over here, but you're still over there focused on this when your blessing is over here. When are you going to go through the process? Why are you still focusing on the footmen when I got horses right here to contend with? 
I got more plans for you here and more blessing over here than over here. Are you done yet? He's saying, believer, you've been asking for these things, but you're still asking and stuck here and you're not moving. You know what I've called you to do, but you're still stuck here complaining about other things. Why are you still worried about this blessing when I have so much more over here? When are you going to step into that ministry I called you to step into? When are you going to start going to Bible study like you said you were? When are you going to start going to to the war room like you said? You're going to be in the war room praying and believing God and contending for spirits. When you do that, I'm going to bring your family to salvation. But you haven't done it yet because you're worried about something over here. My finances, something or something like that. (laughs) About a car? Who cares about the car? What about your family? Right? Oh, come on. I'm sorry. I got some stuff to say today. Oh, man. So we're going to go through things, right? And and know that. and, And the Lord doesn't hide it. You're going to go through things. I love what he says in Psalms 34, 19. He says this. Now, now, get ready. He says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all of them. So when you live for the Lord, you're going to go through some stuff. See, it doesn't matter how long you've been coming. It doesn't matter if this is your first, second day, or week, 10 years, 20 years. It doesn't matter. When you got here, the process began. The process began, and the work that he started in you, he's going to continue it, Right? He's going to continue it. Just because you, you stumble a little bit doesn't mean he forgot you. You continue the process. You keep going. You, you finish the, the end of what, the God, what God has for you. And the Lord tells us, he reminds us of that in Philippians 1.6. For I am certain that God who began the good work within us will, work, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. You see, I'm going to get ready to wrap up right now so I can have uh, Omar uh, come up. Amen. I'm getting to the point where I want to talk about not despising the small beginnings because we all in here have have a beginning. Your story has a beginning. When you came here, the, the, the process started. The beginning started. You may not like when you got here how it was. You may not like how it is, you know, years later. But that work is still continuing. That process is still in motion. You can't skip from here to there. You have to go through those things and what the Lord has for you. I'll tell you, a lot of times we get comfortable because we, th- we think that we come to church and that's it. The Lord has called you in, in, with a purpose to be here. Your lives are waiting, your, 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 the, your family's lives are waiting for you to come visit them and, and, and share the Lord with them. They're waiting for you to come pray with them. They're waiting for you to ask them something. Ask them, can I pray for you? Ask them, can I pray for you? The ones that, you, that, that don't talk to you right now because, oh, they're a hallelujah, they're a Christian guy or a girl. Go there. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? And watch how they respond. They may say not right now, but that's okay. You're planting those seeds. Go, go with a mission. Go let the Lord guide you there. Go and believe God on their behalf. You see, all everybody in here, do not despise the small beginnings of where you've come from. The Lord rejoices to see the work begin. In Zechariah 4, 8 through 10, I'm going to read this right here because the scripture is dear to my heart because a lot of times when we come to the Lord, we're kind of beat up. We're kind of beat up and we don't know where to start sometimes. We come in and we're thinking, okay, I don't know what God can do for me. I've messed up so much, but I know uh, somebody invited me. Somebody, uh, maybe, maybe I used to go to church a long time ago. There's things in our lives that you go through. 
And then, and then sometimes you got to reset. You got to do over, and, and you got to take that. And don't worry about the small beginnings. Don't worry about the start over or the do over. In Zechariah four eight it says, "Then another message came to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple and will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent me. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Zerubbabel's hand." You see, the temple that Zerubbabel was building was smaller than King Solomon's temple that was destroyed by the Babylonians. And, and he had a lot of opposition for it because the, the temple was going to be smaller, and then the Jewish people, they, they didn't really, you know, care for it. It wasn't worthy enough to be God's temple. So they, he had a lot of pushback. So there's a lot of frustration. A lot of frustration. He was tired. He felt defeated. It was taking a long time. Uh, he had to take a break, and then he came back, and the Lord was saying, even though you're not... Uh, uh, you're not excited where you're at. Don't despise these small beginnings. Uh, you know, the Lord, the Lord was telling him that. He, he was trying, encouraging him. See, Zechariah was getting these visions, and those visions, the, the Lord used him to give to, to Zerubbabel. It's a hard word to say. Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. But I'll tell you this. You may be in that same situation. See, you've come here, whether you come new or you've, come, you've been coming a long time, a lot of times, the Lord just wants you to come back and start rebuilding. A lot of times you've been hurt, you've been frustrated, and, and your building has been torn down a little bit. Your temple has been torn down. But the Lord says, Don't, do not despise those small beginnings because I love to see the work begin. I love to see that. I love that you're still here. You know, right now you, you might be broken right now, but you're not defeated because you have victory. And so, and so I want to encourage you tonight. You know what? If you get discouraged, if, 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 you're, if you're worried, like you're not sure where you, maybe you're not, you're not sure of where you're at. You're not, you know you're, you're not supposed to be there. You you're feel like you should be further along. Maybe you're right. Maybe you ask the Lord, you know what, Lord, take me to that place where you want me. Take me to that place you want me because I know what, I'm not satisfied here because I know I can do so much more for you. But the main thing, the main thing in the process, sometimes we're stuck here looking at all the outer things, all, all of the, 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 the prayers that haven't been answered yet, when all of a sudden the Lord wants you over here because he has so much more for you over here. He has your blessing over here, but we get stuck on the wrong side. And the Lord says, come with me. Walk with me. Do those things. I remember a few years ago when uh, um, I, I didn't come to Saturday morning prayer very often. Um, I, I didn't go to the prayer room very often, very, very rarely. And then I remember Bobby Menchaca was here, our missionary, and, and I asked him to pray for him, me and my wife. And I said, can you just pray over us? I, I want to have that heart of prayer. And he prayed over me and my wife that one night. We didn't even have a prayer service that night. He, he just came and did a special service. It was about five years ago. And he, after he prayed over us, I went to Pastor Omar, and I said, Pastor Omar, whenever the prayer room's open, I'm going to be there. On Saturdays, I'm going to be there. Whenever we have prayer before service, I'm going to be there. You know, if I'm not working, if I'm not, if I'm not out of town, I'm, I want to be there. That was my commitment. When I decided to do that, things started to change in my life. There was a process that had begun. I didn't know what it was. I didn't do it for anything, but I wanted to do something for the Lord. I wanted to pray for this house. I wanted to, to be a part of the prayer. I mean, prayer is so powerful. And I believe nothing happens if somebody prays. That's the same thing that happens in our life. When you decide to pray, get on your knees, things happen. It goes in motion. Amen? Do not despise these small beginnings. Wherever you're at, 
Do not despise the beginning. The Lord loves to see the work begin. And he would say that to you today. Wherever you're at, he knows where you're at. He knows what you've been going through. He knows how you feel. It might have been hard to get here tonight, but you still push through. Praise God. Praise God that you made it. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.